What's up, everybody? Welcome to our podcast, Couldn't Make This Up If I Tried. I'm La Chancla. And this is Yessi. We are two first-gen Latinas. Chismeando about mental health and wellness. Keeping it lighthearted while, while keeping, keeping it real. It's here. This week, we are talking about boundaries. Join us in our conversation about what we've learned and what we continue to learn as we explore this tricky topic. Going, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back, friends. How's How are you going doing today? How are you oh. surviving? <laughs> I am surviving, you that. know. I know, right? Like the beginning. Um, well, it's a little chilly. Um, you know, we are in the midst of this smo- what is it? Snow Snowmageddon? Snowmageddon? Snowmageddon. Yeah. They change it know? every time. I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Snowmageddon. Mm-hmm. I get it. A couple of uh, years ago, they, they almost had us with snowpocalypse, remember? Oh, Cece. You know, I feel like when it snows here in Oregon or in Portland specific, mm-hmm. um, I think people freak out about it because, you know, we've have had a couple of storms that have been like pretty bad where people yeah. do get stuck in like 26 or I-5 and people yeah. leave their cars abandoned. Um, I probably would be one of those people because I suck at driving in snow. <laughs> in snow, um, I think I've had a couple of like bad instances when it snowed and and I was stuck, but I still somehow made it home. So I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that we had CDL and then we don't have to go to school. And then I right. could just be in the comfort of my home watching the snow and hopefully get a chance to go out. Right. The downside is we don't get snow days in this in this in CDL, which I was kind of sad about. Like I, I didn't say it, but I wanted to tell the kids, like, go play in the snow. Yeah. Nothing will happen if you like just miss one class to go like make a snowman or do something like that. But it almost feels like um, the snow here is like the rain in California. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in California, everything ran on a rainy day schedule. <laughs> It was such a thing of rainy day schedule. Yeah. At the school, like everything would start a little later because they knew people were going to be late. And um, there was like even recess. Like, I mean, it happened here, too, but I feel like you had more room to play like under a covered area. But over there, the sewer, the sewer system, is that what it is, is a little different. And so things flood faster. So you can't, kids can't play in a covered area because there'll be like a giant pool of like rainwater. So they, oh, they fun movie or play board games. Oh, movie days were always the best in school. The giant TV cart. Yes. When they <laughs> roll it in, you're like, oh, hell yeah. We're going to watch a movie. <laughs> that was like the best. <laughs> Pretty much. So oh, we'll yeah. just have to make do with, you know, our inner home offices uh, and <laughs> I always keep the window open to watch the snowfall, but yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see. Um, hopefully it won't be too crazy. Um, I get told you yeah, I'm supposed to go get my second shot of my vaccine tomorrow. And mm-hmm. part of me is excited. Part of me is not. Um, part of it, because I hear that people get like really sick the second dose. And then the other part is like, well, like, you know, at least I can get it over with and, and hopefully build my antibodies. But I also don't want to drive in the snow because I know I'm horrible. <laughs> and I like cling on to my steering wheel for the life of me. So <laughs> like trying to get across the street. So, <laughs> so hopefully it'll be good. 
But anyway, so last time we talked a little bit about The Bachelor. Have you been catching up or like staying caught up with The Bachelor? I am now. Yeah, the I, I saw the last one, <laughs> The Bachelor. Yeah, I, I don't I don't refer to it as anything but The Bachelor now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw the last the latest episode. What was it? Um, Monday night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it? OK, yeah. Intense. A lot. Are you lot. rooting for anyone here? I'm not. Is that weird? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm not. I'm rooting for love, but I'm really not rooting for any person in particular because I think it takes a very special set of people Mm -hmm. to put themselves in that situation. It's like, you know, more power to you. But if I'm stressed watching it, like I couldn't (laughs) imagine like living it, even if it's fake and staged. I was just like, why? The whole time I was watching it. Yeah. I was rooting for the person that actually got kicked out at the last one. So, oh yeah, and it was not MJ. It was I was rooting for uh, Katie. Um, so yeah. I was kind of disappointed that he let her go. Um, you too. know, I think that she's probably one of the girls that actually I felt like was pretty real and pretty down to earth. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't like that, and he's attracted to chaos. You know, which kind of tends you- to happen a lot. Yep, I think you nailed it. Katie deserved better <laughs> than she like she like got she got to get rid of all the girls in the house like the problematic ones and then he's like well on top of that thanks but no thanks like I, you seem really genuine and you want what's best for me but sometimes what's best for me um is best sent home so he sent her home <laughs> it's like bye girl bye <laughs> yeah I was I was actually surprised definitely yeah. surprised but yeah we'll I hear see. that she's probably going to be the next bachelorette so I think it will yeah. be a good one so we'll I we'll see, see. so I'm still rooting for her she will find love out there she will um, she and will. maybe Matt will be like pilot Pete like hashtag forever alone but <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens um and then we also um talked a little bit about boundaries right and then Mm -hmm. um I'm very excited for this episode uh because you know like you and I had been talking about it for a little while and it's been something that's sort of been in the back of our mind um especially I think with with this year with the pandemic and kind of like where we're doing a lot of self-reflection and really kind of like staying in tune with ourselves like what our needs are and then one of the things that kept coming up was just like boundaries uh what do they look like and mm-hmm. I know last week we touched a little bit more about it but I'm hoping that today we can have a longer conversation around that and with that we're so excited for this guest you all already know her uh, she's been with us before and then I was like hey do you want to jump in and do an episode with us and then she was like of course uh so here's Priscilla yay yay so priscilla update update the people tell them how you're doing yes life is great remote work is uh interesting um i've moved from being a school-based therapist i think we shared that last time to a um a remote telehealth therapist so now instead of uh seeing people in person i see them through the screen um, which has been a lot, taken some getting used to, uh, especially because I work with youth. And I think that this generation 
likes to keep their video off and just talk to a computer. Um, so sometimes I feel like I'm giving myself therapy because I'm the only one with the video on. So it's been interesting. Um, life is good. I'm feeding my dog, Kona, a raw diet. So I went from not having anything to do with meat in my life for a really long time to now holding ground beef in my hand and weighing out 100 grams in little plastic baggies for the little guy. So um, yeah, that's that's been me just staying home and handling raw meat. That always sounds exciting. <laughs> I was going to say that. I'm like, it sounds like a lot of, a lot more action than I've been getting oh, over yeah. here. <laughs> oh, you want to, you want to hold raw meat on your hands? Is that what you want? I'm not going to say yes. And I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom, great. if you I'm ever listen to this. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> <laughs> and you could be doing that, making treats for este. <laughs> Oh my gosh, why am I forgetting your dog's name? Oh, wow. Kona. Buki. Buki. Oh, Buki. Oh. Sorry. Oh, he gets, yeah, he's a fan of turkey. When I bought him, like, his food at the beginning, I was spending, like, all that money on the subscription, which was, like, mm-hmm. it was nice to have, but it was just so expensive. And I just Googled how to make it, and I, I saw the one that he liked the most, and he was a ground turkey fan, so that's what he eats now. <laughs> Is it raw or cooked? No, I cook. I cook it. Because I store it like in the in the fridge for for him for a little while. And I think, well, Buki will eat anything. He's, my mom calls him El Rumba. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should change his name to Rumba. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Yeah. So anything. We have to be careful, too, because you know how things that are like bad for dogs. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's that's life with the dog. That's dog awesome. Life. Yeah, well, hopefully when I get a dog, then I can like chip in a little bit and be like, yeah, maybe my dog's name will be Roomba. <laughs> you never know. For you. Jessica y Roomba. Yeah. And Roomba. But I'm going to be like, anytime I introduce Roomba, I'm going to be like, you have to roll your R's and Roomba. Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I like it. Uh, I, I will keep you posted if I decide to get a dog. Right now, it's a little hard to get a dog. I go to the Humane Society a lot to look at their online uh, kennels that they have. And every mm-hmm. time I go, I'm just like, oh, I want that one. But I want a little smaller, you know, because I think I would do better with a small dog versus a big dog, especially um, in my apartment. So I'm still in the lookout for possibly a smaller pet. Uh, I'm not a cat person, but my neighbor has a cat, uh, and <laughs> the cat. You. I think I know. <laughs> oh, you, you guys seen the cat? Yeah. Um, well, That's today, your cat, Jessica. It's been like snow. Well, it's been like really cold, and when it started snowing, it was just meowing outside of my door. And I texted my <laughs> sister, and I was like, "What do I do? Should I let the cat in? You know, like, do you think the neighbor would be pissed?" And she was like, "Do you have a box that you can put him in?" And I was like, what? She's like, so it could stay outside. It could be under a box. I'm like, but it's cold. They can get hypothermia. I literally Googled, like, can cats be outside under, like, really low, like, degree weather? And then I was like, oh, no, no. it's going to get frostbite. It's going to get hypothermia. 
I was this close on letting the cat in, uh, but then my neighbor got home. I heard him and the cat went in. Oh, good. But it was like meowing for a good like hour. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'll tell you a sad story about cat and cats and low temperatures after this. So (laughs) I don't want to share that one on the pod, (laughs) but I'll tell you. Okay. (laughs) If it's going to make me sad, maybe I'll just be like, you know, I'm going to set my boundary. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? (laughs) So within talking about boundaries, uh, we, uh, Priscilla, Sandra, and I met a little bit before we started recording. Um, And I think we kind of like began a little bit of the conversation of what boundaries look like. Uh, And, you know, for for a lot of people, like a lot of our friends, I think we posted the question in our own personal Instagrams, like if you set boundaries and what do the boundaries look like? and if you have trouble setting boundaries, uh, I, you know, like for mine, I talked about how for me, it's always been an issue trying to set a boundary um, because to be honest, and I think I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I don't think I really knew how to set boundaries or even knew what a boundary was until I was in college and even a little bit in grad school. I think in grad school, it, I felt like it was pushed on a little bit more because of the type of work that we were engaging in, right? Of like, when you're working with clients, like this is how you set personal boundaries. And like, you know, so we talked a lot about like, like client and um, and therapist relationship, like, and what does a boundary look like? And I remember like writing papers about like, this is how you do your self-care. And these are the types of boundaries that you set. But even like for me, it just felt like super weird because it was nothing that I really grew up um, learning. It was nothing that my parents ever talked to me about, like, it's okay for you to say no. Or um, like if I didn't, for example, like when it came to family gatherings, right? Like it was always like, you need to go say to so-and-so or like say hi to everyone that's in the house. Because if you don't say hi to everybody that's in the house, people are going to think you're rude. And so even if I didn't want to say hi to somebody because I was uncomfortable around them or whatever, it almost felt like, well, I have to do it because if not, my parents are going to get pissed, right? Um, and I and I know that we kind of share some similar thoughts about that. But I figure like today we could talk a little bit more about that. I was just thinking the whole time, grosera. You know, like when you when you don't say hi or cuando no saludas or you don't you know talk to everybody or and or somebody and 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 I I'm thinking about that too and yeah you know there are things that like you said similar to you um I have like I have a really like good relationship I guess or it's a working relationship but with my mom and talking about those things now and like being able to bring up things from like the past in a way that I'm like, look, I'm not holding this against you at all. And then that's like, I felt, I've found now that that's like the best approach. I'm like, I just want you to understand that when that happened, that is why like now this is, you know, where I'm at. And I, I want to say similar to you. Like I didn't even, cause I, you know, you know, my story was college. I've been going to college like off and on forever. Uh, so I didn't even learn it then. I almost feel like I've been setting boundaries from the time I was like my early twenties, but I didn't know that that's like what they were. And I didn't always have good boundaries and I didn't know like, how to set a boundary without being like cutting sometimes, which is another thing that I'm like getting a little bit better at. And I don't think I like named 
it boundaries until I started working with the teenagers <laughs> because like with them I had to really be like hey especially like and Priscilla I'm sure I don't know I feel like maybe you'd have a similar experience because we're like small and we we could pass for a high schooler pretty easily so you know it at work or even with I was just so lucky to like work with the, this group of kids because when I was at the middle school, I was really good at just being like, absolutely not, you know, because kids are kids don't care. Kids are going to say what they want to say, um, what's on their heart, <laughs> even if what's on their heart is really inappropriate, you know. So back then, like I was just like, nope, like super professional. And that like helped me. And it's helped me like throughout like now. But thinking about them and then like boundaries in relation to my life, like that's been really helpful. But like, I, I think even when I met you ladies is probably when I learned, like, it's a boundary, you know, like, that's what that's called. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I get it now, you know, but it, it took a little while. So stay, this is going to be a good one for all of you that know us and listen to us that maybe you're having a hard time naming them. And, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that that was a boundary, because we're going to talk, we're going to talk a lot about the different ways in which, you know, boundaries, um, boundaries show up in our lives then my turn yeah <laughs> sure um so I I've been thinking about this for a couple of days um and like flooded with thoughts I think I'm, I'm having a hard time compartmentalizing my thoughts a little bit um and so I thought I was thinking about boundaries and my work with Latino families and how like you know I I work I'm bilingual mental health provider. So I have to work in both languages. Sometimes I'm providing services in English. Sometimes I'm providing the services in Spanish. And so when you provide the services in Spanish, I think being like a first gen Mexican, um, I, I think in English. And so I have to translate to Spanish all the time. And I, for the longest time, I would get stuck on how to describe boundaries to our Latino families. Like what's the word? Like I've, I guess prior to these last couple of years working in the school, I never learned the word in Spanish because my parents didn't talk about it because it didn't exist. And I, I think about my parents, like, why didn't they talk about boundaries? Um, and it's because it doesn't exist in our culture. Um, our boundaries are just like what those don't exist. And I also feel like if I had, you know, if I had mentioned boundaries when I was younger, like if I had known about them for, from someone, from a family or from school, I feel like my parents would have said, eso es cosa de gabachos. Like we don't do that. Right. Like I, and I think I've had these like memories. They're very like faint memories, but I have these memories of like asking my mom to leave my room. For example, like I'm in my room and I need you to give me some space. And I, and I feel like she was like, no, we don't do that. We don't give space in, in, in our family. Like, I'm not going to leave you alone. Soy tu madre. As if that like gave her the, like that, that gave her that like access to me, regardless of what I needed her to do for me in that moment. Right. So I think about that. Like I never learned the word in Spanish and was never talked about growing up. And how, like now I'm working with Latino families and helping, you know, parents with their teenagers. And I'm trying to teach this to parents who are, you know, are from Mexico or from Latin America. And they themselves are like, 
what it what is that like what are you what are you trying to tell me um but also like holding space for families because I think that there's also um parents don't want to lose their power and I want I don't want parents to lose their power with youth and so it's like how do you maintain power but also understand and implement boundaries in your family so the word I think that the word I use the most is fronteras and that's even a hard word or barrera or no barreras fronteras is what I use uh yeah fronteras and every time I say it um in like the zoom calls with families you get this like puzzling look from parents like fronteras like la frontera like la pared de Trump, like something like that, you know, it's like, oh shoot, like how do I explain this? So that's what's, that's like what I think about. And it's, and it's a really hard conversation to have. Um, and I'm not sure, I think I'm still learning it. Like as, as an adult woman, as a clinician, as a professional, um, also being in a uh, bicultural relationship with uh, my partner, like learning myself what boundaries are and and learning what boundaries are in my professional life and and how they also play a role in my relationship now. Yeah, yeah I think that's super important. Thank you for sharing that because I think um, like that's one of the things that I struggle with too um, when I first started like doing therapy because, you know, like I was like fresh out of like grad school and ready to change the world. <laughs> and then I remember like, you know, a lot of the conversations that usually would lead to boundaries with my clients. And, and I remember like going to my, uh, uh, my supervisor at that time. And I was like, how do I explain the concept of boundaries when I myself struggle <laughs> with like boundaries? Like, what does that even mean? Uh, y me acuerdo que me decía, like, Jessica, like, part of, like, the work that we need to do is, like, you know, like, yeah, like, you could, you could, like, walk your client through, like, what a boundary would look like, but also um, kind of, like, explaining it in a way that maybe feels appropriate for the client or for that person. Um, like, you know, like, estamos estableciendo límites, y cuando establecemos esos límites, this is what it could look like, but also, like, letting the client know, like, I also realized that this is like a very like different way of thinking and it's not something that we are familiar with. It's not, it's something that it's a new, maybe a new concept for a lot of us and where you are going to hear a lot about it uh, through media, through like your kids, right? Because your kids are growing up learning the vocabulary about like what a boundary may look like, right? We talk about that a lot in schools, um, you know, like when you're setting like boundaries with your friends, setting boundaries within your body, like setting boundaries in other aspects. And one of the cool things, I think um, it was like, because you're totally right, like when you're working with families, especially families who are first gen immigrants, and then you're working with these kids that are growing up in the mainstream culture, they're, they're learning from both, from both, right, from both, both, both cultures. And it's like, how do you bridge the gap to get the family to understand this is what your students or your daughters or sons or whoever's limits are, and this is where your limits are or your boundaries limites and this is how you can like work together it's not a fight to who is gonna win or, or whose boundaries are better or whatever but it's like how do we work together to make sure I can respect what your like your culture your beliefs but at the same time like the students or kids are growing up with this different set of ideas 
and they can still have their values. They can still hold their culture, but you know, how do you keep a good balance with both of them? And I think that's one of the things that I always struggle with. Like when I was doing therapy, um, especially with my older clients with kids, it was easier to, to talk about boundaries. Right. But when it came to parents and older adults, like, se me quedaba viendo, like, ¿de qué estás hablando? Because I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Or I'd be like, okay, at home, uh, your homework assignment is going to be, like, establishing a boundary between, for example, like, you and your spouse. And what do you want that to look like? And it was always like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean I need to establish a boundary between me and my spouse, right? Like, and then we would explore, well, what are some of the needs that you have? What is the things that, that you want from this? Like, what would change if you were to set a boundary, Um, but it was always like, 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 this is like a new concept. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I felt like it was a lot of work and it was exhausting on my end. because I was like, you know, I feel like I'm learning this right. Right. In school and I'm trying to implement it, but I didn't know how to implement it. And I think now I feel like I still struggle with that. I heard you ladies say or limites, and that's the word I was thinking of too. And I think I might I might have learned it from you or Estela, because I remember saying that like I was having a conversation with a parent and I also like as much, you know, tried to in my head, I was like, well, a boundary. And I didn't know like how to say it. And then um and someone said limites. And I I heard the word limites growing up, but I didn't hear it used in the context of, you know, like a boundary um, or I guess I did. And then maybe that's why, but kind of like what we both touched on where it's easier to talk to like a younger person about a boundary because they are like craving that little bit of control over their life. Right. And I, the way that I heard the word limite was when I was trying to, I guess, maybe push my boundaries or like try to explore a little bit of like freedom. And I just remember my mom always being like, es que tú no quieres tener limites. And I was just like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not doing anything crazy. You know, I'm not over here, you know, stealing things, doing drugs, like nothing. I was doing nothing like that. It was, you know, something as simple as like, well, I want to go hang out here or like sleepovers in a Latino household. Like you would never like, you know, so things like that. But I just, you know, it was so interesting to hear you both talk about the limites and saying like, yeah, we never heard it. And then remembering I I had it. I had the word limite in my vocabulary. It just wasn't the way that like it would have been like helpful in me now like learning how to set a boundary. I I was um also thinking about that in and I had that same experience in in my family, although I was a little wild. So when my parents would say no tienes limites, yeah, you're right. I didn't. Um But I think that two things were happening and are happening in families that that I don't hear a lot of people talk about and definitely parents don't talk about it. So uh, one thing I think about is that my parents always had limits. Like I could only push them so far or I could only ask so much of them. They never talked about it that way, but but I know that. Like I, I know that thinking back on my life, like they only let me push them so far, right? So what I don't think is being talked about is the like mutual boundaries that exist in a family and that like my parents have boundaries and I can only push them so far because that those are their limits. 
but also I had boundaries. Youth, the, the teenagers in the homes have boundaries and they can only be pushed so far. And I think that what, you know, and now I'm inspired, like, oh, this is the work I could do with families because parents need to like sit down and see what their kids' boundaries are. And then the, you know, the kids need to sit down and see what their parents' boundaries are. And maybe we avoid family problems and major conflicts that are like, avoidable if both people could really just see each other like okay I see you you when you tell me to get out of your room when you tell me that you need want to be left alone you want to be left alone because I feel like my mother was that was her like in like not the way they had go to class you know it's like whoa I just need you to leave me alone for a little bit um so I'm inspired now yeah. And I think like even like teaching parents that it, it is very powerful um, to be able to do that. Right. Because I think a lot of the times um, what you were just saying is that it it almost enters into a power struggle. Right. Because like I remember having the conversations with parents about like, you know, like if you and your kid are fighting, I'm teaching your kid, I'm working with kid to let you you know when they've like they know that they don't want to keep getting pushed because if they keep getting pushed they're going to say something that they don't mean right so I'm asking the kid that if if that happens that it's okay for them to be like hey I I can't right now I can't engage right now because I am super pissed and I don't want to like go off and say something I don't mean right like so I was working with the kids I'm teaching them that and I would tell the parents when they tell you that like you know like even though like I know you want to continue to finish the conversation or you want to like get to like get somewhere with with that conversation to the point I might just let it go and and let them leave so they can cool off and then whenever you're cooled off and they're cooled off then you all can actually have a conversation right but even that concept talking about it sounds great right but put in practice it was hard I think for a lot of parents because a lot of people will be like well, what do you mean, Jessica? Like that, that only means like they're going to disrespect me and they're going to feel like they could just walk away at any time. And it almost felt like almost like I was getting into a power struggle with them. And they're like, but it's not about that. You know, it's like about also teaching them how to fight in a healthy way, right? How like if, if you're having a misunderstanding with someone and you know that you're already like your, your mind somewhere else and you're like feeling upset and angry, that you don't have to like finish the fight. Right. Like, the, you know, you know what? I am upset. I and I can recognize that if I keep getting pushed, I'm going to say something because we've all been in those fights. Right. When we are like so upset of our parents and we want to have the last word and we're going to say the thing that hurts the most. And I mean, I've had my share of those. Right. And I and it happens a lot with my sister. It happens a lot with my parents. And I, and you know, my sister could probably tell you this. And I know I always talk about my sister and she's always like, when she listens to the episodes, she laughs because she's like, it's so true. And she's like, mm-hmm, of course, now you recognize it, right? But like a lot of the times it, it was like when I felt like I needed to have the last word. And I remember when I was younger, I would have the last word, but I would always say things that I didn't really need. And I knew that I was hurting my parents and I would feel bad, right? Because there was a sense of guilt of like, oh, like I like really just like pushed the limits and I really went over and like, that was not okay. But it was even then hard for me to apologize, right? Because I was never taught to apologize and that it was okay. Um, So like, like, I mean, that made me just like think about like, yeah, like we do a lot of the work, but like, how do we get both the parents and the kids to sort of be on the same page and to kind of like acknowledge it? Like, yeah, you know, like, 
I'm trying to help my kid learn boundaries. I'm trying to work on my own boundaries. How do you marry those two to make them work? Right. Um, and I'm wondering for you guys, and I know like Sandra talked about it a little bit, but um, in your, like, when you think about like growing up, was there any time in like growing up that you could see maybe that some boundaries were being set, but like the word boundary was never used. It could be like, I don't know, like maybe relationships within your friends, within your families, or maybe not. I don't know. My brother, my brother is the king of boundary setting. Um, and he had been from a really young age. And I can say that I see, I saw that a lot of his boundaries weren't ever like respected and even by me, but this is why I wasn't allowed to set boundaries. I wasn't. And it was a thousand percent okay for if my brother wanted to come downstairs on a holiday wearing sweats and like a t-shirt, it was cool. You know, he was going to come down for an hour or two and that was, that was his boundary. And sometimes he'd disappear. Sometimes he'd hang out and he usually hung out. But like, I, if I came downstairs like that, Oh man, like it was a a big thing, you know, uh, it it was a thing or things like anything that he didn't feel comfortable doing, he didn't ever have to do. And it was never, like we said, it wasn't spoken. It was, it was unspoken. So like, well, he doesn't want to do that. So he's not going to do that. He doesn't want to eat that. So he's not going to eat that. And I know that when I'm saying it now, it maybe sounds like I'm like, holding it against him. I a thousand percent don't. My brother and I are actually really like, we talk about this and the, and how different it was for him and, and me now. Um, cause it is, it's, it's even different now, like being, being, um, adults living, you know, back at home with our parents. It's, it, the, the that dynamic does like tend to play out a lot more. Um, or like to repeat, but now, you know, we're, we're talking about it now. My like, we'll kind of be like mom. And then she'll be like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, that's right. Like I, I forget, you know? And, and so we're all kind of learning together and it did take a very long time, but, but I do remember that. I like thinking back at that, it was like, man, he is the king of boundary setting and in so many aspects of his life, because I always felt such a pressure to be everything for everyone um, because there were no boundaries and like, what do you mean? And, and it reminds me of like, even when I started working where we work right now, my very first, um, boss or supervisor, I called him my boss. I mean, I guess my principal would be our boss, but, uh, my, my first, like the person that I like reported to, I felt like I learned so much from him that year that I started because I remember in one of my reviews, I was kind of going over everything. And, and at the very end, he was like pinching like the, the, what is that? Like that part of your nose. And he looked really like stressed, but not like stressed slash worried. I don't know. But he looked at me and he was like, wow. He's like, that was a lot. And I'm like, I just needed to say it. Like, I just, it's been a lot. I told him, I'm like, it's been really challenging. And like, I had outlined all the reasons why. And he said, you know, you're really accommodating. And I think that that's not always a good thing. (laughs) And then I was just like, well, like when he said that, it like hit me. And I was just like, uh, I, this is what I know. You know, I've always been a people pleaser you know, like from birth, cantale esta señora. Cause when I was little, you know, like I would sing and everybody and their mother, my parents, my uncles, my cousins, cantale, cantale, you know? And like, 
I was always down, but that's because that's why I, what I knew, like, you never say no to things like that, you know, and those are things that después, like, I just feel like they're, uh, they make me feel like, damn, I did a lot of damage to myself. Like, uh, I didn't realize that it was like going to hurt me or later, like when I realized that certain that I didn't set a boundary that like really put me in positions that I was in a lot of like emotional, sometimes physical pain where it's just like, I'm trying to be like kind to that person, to that Sandra that didn't know any better, you know? And it's like, yeah, you went through some things that were really difficult and you wish, I always wish like that I hadn't been in those situations, but it's uh, my God, like the things that I've learned, you know, since then, but I went there really quick, but it just, that's kind of what, like I have what I'm realizing as I'm talking about it. So it's a lot. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know if, like I said, I, I, I think that my parents, sh- like they set limits. They didn't verbalize them. I don't know if they were aware of them. They set their own limits. Um, but not really. I feel like in my family, um, both my parents are, are the, the children, the siblings, the brother, the sister who will do anything for anybody. Um, and, and that I think that I was taught that like, you will do no, like anything for anybody. Um, even to the point where like, I've been taught that, that my parents will get old and I will take care of them and I will take care of my siblings. And, and so I think that there's a lot of like, no boundary setting and like weight and responsibility placed on, on me and in my family and me and my brother. And I see that unfortunately play out now, like as we, we grow up and we're adults and, and we take on so many things in in our lives, so many responsibilities. Um, We have a lot of elderly, you know, family members who are getting older, who are getting sicker, who aren't working and and we're those people that are like what's going to happen to them like what is how are they going to afford groceries okay let's send them groceries or let's make sure that they have a roof over their head let's make sure they have shoes like and I think that that's like the 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 lack of boundaries that my parents showed taught us they it's like they taught us the opposite like tu te vas a you're gonna do whatever like whatever you can whenever and um and that's so scary and so hard too, because um, my parents are getting older, and my parents are are want more from both me and my brother, and um, and we can't say no. Like we're not we we're not allowed to say no. And so you know, despite my professional responsibilities or my personal responsibilities or my relationship, like despite those things if my mom needs this or my dad needs that, um, that I have to like answer to that call. Um, and it's funny because my dad is calling me right now during this call (laughs) and he's the, and there's no boundaries because he just keeps calling. And it, and my dad will be like, yo te marco hasta que contestas. And I'm like some, and sometimes it's 20 missed calls. And I'm like, like, estoy trabajando, estoy, I don't know. I'm on a date. Like, what do you, like, I'm not going to answer you, you know? So no boundaries don't exist. And it's a very scary, 
uh, place to be um, and learning right now, like how to, how to grow up and be an adult woman and like balance the, the lack of boundaries for myself and for my relationship too. And it's very, also very scary because it's leaking into my professional life. Um, I have an intern and we do a lot of reflective conversations. Like we talk all week and we reflect a lot about our work um, with families. And this week I told her that, I was like, do you notice that I have like less boundaries with our Latino families? Like any other family, if they're not Latino, I'm like strict on time, strict on schedule, strict on everything. And with Latino families, I'm like, ah, sí, a las ocho y media, no te preocupes, yo contesto. You know, it's like, why do I do that? Like, what is wrong with me? So uh, I'm in a very, I'm in a slippery slope. Yeah, I, I think you definitely brought up a lot of like points. I think both you and Sandra. Um, and I think that's when like we were talking about it. It's just like, I really think it has to do a lot with our culture. Um, I know that when we posted the the questions in our personal Instagrams and people were answering back, um, some people were like really direct about like, no, you need to set those boundaries and, you know, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I want to. It's not that I don't want to. It's just like, I think the conversation that it led for me to have with the person was like, well, then it might be the sense of feeling guilt, right? And that's kind of like what I'm hearing from both of you right now, that I think that even when we do try to set those boundaries and we're firm in our no's, we go into yes mode because we feel guilty that we're failing someone or that we're not there for them. And like, and I, and I don't know, and I noticed that for myself a lot, um, like before, and right now I'm going to visit my family, like pretty much on a weekly basis. Right. Um, and then I remember like, you know, like when I would leave to come back to my apartment, like my dad would be like, and I'm like, yeah, but I need time for myself. And the concept of like, I need time for myself is like, para qué? you know, <laughs> what are you going to do over there? And I was just like, I just need time for myself, <laughs> you know, but, um, and it's hard, I think, for them to understand. And part of it is, I think, because we grow up so close to our family. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's part of like codependency too, right? Um, and and I think it's, for me, like the concept of saying no is so hard. And when I say no, I feel guilty right, right away. And then it'll just stick with me for a couple of days. And then I'll be fine. <laughs> but it's like, I wish I could just turn the switch and be like, no, and cool. Like I move on doing my thing. I'm taking care of myself, but it's so hard to do that. I don't think it's impossible. I think it's totally doable, but I think it's like maybe being more intentional. How do I set that boundary for myself? How do I set the boundary at work? How do I set the boundary in my personal life with my friends, with my significant other when I have one? I don't have one right now, but when I do, you know, how do I set those boundaries? Because, um, you know, I was looking at the pattern of the people that I like found myself to be in relationships with. And I, you know, because like when I was researching a little bit more for like boundaries a lot of it was like you could choose to compromise but you don't have to right just like the the part of it like you don't have to and I was like oh like I felt like when I was in my relationship I was compromising but then looking now more into it I was not compromising I was always giving in to what the person wanted because I was trying to cater to them without me realizing that I was trying to cater to that relationship 
Um, and and that's making me reflect big time because I'm just like, you know, it's also important for me to kind of like state what my needs are, what I want, what I don't want, um, and being able to have that voice in that relationship. And so I think I'm so thankful that in some ways the pandemic happened because now I have more time for myself until I really dig deep into this bigger things that I just kept putting in the back burner. You know, like finding myself in, in relationships that were like super unhealthy, but I was not realizing it at that time because I was like, I'm the happiest that I've ever been. But then like, I was not really that happy. Your love right? goggles. <laughs> Those damn God goggles. <laughs> I don't want them, but it's true, right? I mean, and then it's like also with my professional life. I mean, like, I think like when I first started, like, you know, at the job that I'm at right now, um, I was always saying yes to things. Yes, yes. Give me more. Like, I'll take it on. I'll do it. Part of it, because I really love what I do. I really love our kids. I, I you know, like to me, I'm like, yes, bring me in. I, I got this. But then I was like halfway through, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm really saying yes to everything. And I don't have time to like really, really fully serve the kids to the best of my abilities that I really can because I'm so overwhelmed. But I never said no. You know, like people were always like, I mean, Sandra could speak to that, but, you know, like checking up on me. Have you eaten lunch? Have you done this? And I would lie. I'd be like, yeah, I already had lunch. I would have lunch at 3 p.m. It's you because know? her name is Yes and C. <laughs> so it's so she positive. She just couldn't ever say no. <laughs> and no, we did. I do remember that. I remember yeah. being like, Jessica, you, one thing I've learned at this job, I told yeah. her that I'm like at this job, every other job before that I had a scheduled like lunch because I'd clock in and clock out. Right. And when you start working here, like we didn't. So I told her, I was like, mm-hmm. you will absolutely get sucked in. You have to like, at a certain point, like your panza is going to be just like making, making the noise for you. Your panza is going to answer pretty much. You know, I was going to tell her. Yeah. But even then, right. Like even like I would eat with kids when they were like in my office, We I would just eat and they were talking and I was like eating and talking. But like, even the fact that I was not able to separate myself from that, like, you know, like kids are always going to be there. The, whatever they need to talk about is still going to be there when I'm done with lunch. And I think I just need to like enter with that mentality now. Um, Cause now that I, though I've been at home, I'm just like, Oh, like, okay. I can like have my coffee and still be warm. It's not going to turn into iced coffee because <laughs> I can still have a nice and hot. Right. I can like take my breaks. I can do whatever I need to do. Cause like, even like, I wasn't even taking breaks. And even when I was having a longer lunch and like Sandra could speak to this, I would always feel guilty. I'm like, I got to go back. I got to go back because I know kids are outside my door. Like, And then kids would even freaking come and look for me at their office because they knew where I was. <laughs> they were like the toddler where they stick their hands under the door. I know she's in there. I know she's in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. But even like that was hard being good about that, like about like, hey, I'm in lunch. Like I will get to you as soon as I'm done. Right. Like even that simple thing, I know it's going to make a difference when we do end up going back. So, I mean, this has like been like really reflective for me this whole year because now I'm like able to be like, oh, like that was like super unhealthy or like I don't want that anymore. And it's OK for me to ask for help. Right. Like I'm, I'm not here to take everything on. Right. Uh, like um, it's OK for me to like just be like, hey, you know, like right now I don't have any more space, but let me finish all these other things. And then as soon as I'm done working with these kids, I can bring more kids in because then I was I felt like I was not being as efficient I could, as I could have been working with the kids and families because I had so much going on. 
Priscilla said something that made me I was dying when she was talking about her dad calling her 20 times because my parents don't you typically do that like especially my mom like now she texts oh my goodness so she'll text me but I'm thinking our family's at work remember I don't know if you remember me sharing I'm like yeah they never leave a message they will call and I'll be like on another phone call or like obviously like after hours I I left my computer on on accident one day when I was working a little bit later um, which again, you know, here we go, us and our boundaries. But it was maybe like 7 p.m. and my phone was ringing and I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, but it was like that. I didn't answer it once and then it rang again. And I just think like, oh, you're right. Like that makes so much, that that answered my question that I had. I was like, this is a grand, like a great mystery. Like, I don't know why they won't leave me a message, but it's because they just need to reach you right then and there. Or they'll either forget or like I, I remember like before when we were in the building and they'd get transferred to like our other Spanish speaking co-workers and we'd laugh because they'd be like, Ay, Sandra, ¿por qué no contestas? And then they would tell me that, you know, like someone's mom or something was like, pues ya le hablé a Sandra y no me contesta and da, da, da. And, you know, like obviously when we're in the building meetings like other things but it's just so funny and I'm so glad that like I made that connection when you were talking about your dad I'm like oh this is why okay <laughs> yeah uh he does that and then when we have talks about it like estoy trabajando or I'm living my life like let me be uh, <laughs> uh I, I don't know I I mean you can't you can't teach my dad this new word limites and that I have them no he'll just keep calling I did say I, I I sent him a text in all caps trabajando and that one always gets him like okay the way they have to start trabajando you know and he always apologizes and says sorry and perdón mija es que te quería decir que uh probably something very simple like do you want mineral water you know, like that, that's why he had to call 20 times. Um, so I, I think about like boundaries and it's such a hard conversation to have. Um, and I, and I think like, honestly, I avoid having this conversation a lot of times. So I'm glad that you pressured me to have it today. Um, and because boundaries, when we have these conversations, codependency comes up because it, because that's what it is. It's like this little, these codependent relationships that we have um, and that clearly the three of us tend to have with our family. And so then I think about boundaries and codependency and it's almost as if like there has to be this separate episode. It's like a series of episodes that you ladies need to have because then it it's like, how does this all leak into your romantic relationships? Right. And it does. And you're reflecting on like how amazing it is that you can take time to self-reflect but there's what about us who are in these like committed relationships we're like gonna walk down the aisle soon and we're not doing well with boundaries and codependency and we have to work them out while in these committed relationships um and like two things happen right like okay maybe you're in a relationship with someone who also has codependency things happening in bound because we all have that right but what about if like one of you is more codependent and has boundary issues and the other one has it figured out? And that's really hard too, because then, you know, like I think about my partner and I think about how much work he has done already or how different his culture and his family is. And so then he reflects 
my codependency issues back to me like oh hey like do you realize you're doing this in the relationship and in your life and that is a very scary part of being in a relationship so if if you could do like a series of episodes on how to take advantage of this time and use self-reflection and really like work through those parts so that when you get to the point when you find you know the Juan in the for the relationship <laughs> then you figured it out a little bit right and then you could filter out the ones who are not the Juan because then you know that helps you out <laughs> <laughs> are you saying you want to come back yes, and join the series <laughs> yes I know I would love to, have to find them. I'd love to advocate for those of us who are stuck in love and we struggle stuck in love okay you made me think of something I feel like we could definitely moderate a conversation between maybe if you of course I'm like unless you want to set a boundary but I'm like you if you would like to come back you know and talk about that with I can think of a few friends that would you know probably talk about that in in relation to their romantic relationships and, and like, as he said, I, I think this last like 2020, 2021 was big on, um, on learning and like, like you're talking about reflecting on boundaries, because obviously, you know, we were all kind of forced into this. Uh, I, I think that we talked about boundaries a lot prior to this whole quarantine situation but the quarantine situation was like all right okay bitch like you want to talk boundaries I'm gonna have to I'm gonna make you have to establish you know all all sorts of boundaries and I had a similar experience where I remember having such a hard time with like expressing my boundaries with where I was at with everything with COVID and then I like was having a hard time not taking other people's boundaries personal so that like was, I was so glad that like we had that time to be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Like I would stop myself mid thought like, well, they were hanging out with so-and-so like last week. Why are they being like this with me? This And then I was like, Sandra, you, you are going to be in that position, you know, not too far from now. Like just relax, you know? So I, I, that got better. And then realizing kind of what Yessie was saying about like in my relationships and like prior past relationships, because obviously I'm so single right now, but um, it was, it was recognizing that like, damn, codependency is a big problem because, you know, like in, in the past, I feel like I never had, I have never had a healthy relationship um, until I felt like my last one was until the very like end when everything kind of started coming out, I was like, well, but um, it, it, I realized that the reason that my situationships would last as long as they were is because of that problem with, uh, with relationships. Obviously, you know, I've dated, like, I'm not going to say I've dated a whole bunch of guys, but I've dated. And then I think about like, I have like a, like maybe two or three situationships. I call them the big three that I learned the most from because they lasted for ever y'all like some of them overlapped like where I wouldn't be talking to one guy and then I'd be talking to like this guy all of a sudden but it, it it's that it's that reason like when people are like why do they always come back and it's like well obviously it's because I have a hard time saying that hard no and so two years ago I was able to give a hard no to one of those relationships that had been like over guys over six seven years and I was finally able to just be like okay like hasta aquí llegué, it's over, like, I can't even, like, answer your phone calls, like, nothing, like, 
please don't make me block you, but I will, you know, and, and, and we're there now where that cut that off, you know, and then in, in quarantine, I had to do that with, um, with a couple other things that it was just like such draining situations where I'm like, well, I never set that boundary. And I like had such a fear of like, leaving a bad memory in people's like heads or whatever about me that I was like, I don't care. Like I, I'm, I became okay with like being that bitch. Like, Oh, well, she's a bitch. Yeah. Okay. I I'm a bitch because I no longer gave you access to like my physical space, like my virtual space, nothing. Like I, I was able to just finally be like, okay, like I'm done. Like I am no longer answering to this. And it became easier and easier because before quarantine, like I'm busy, I'm not going to answer. But now it was like, I'm not answering because I'm choosing not to answer. So that was a really empowering thing. And I feel like it helped. Um, it's it's going to help me like in like my other or my whatever future relationship I have, because now I know um, and don't feel as, whereas before I maybe would have felt really like, I don't want to say this because he's going to get mad. And now I'm like, he's probably going to get mad, but at least he'll know. Because I remember where there was, there was a situation in my last relationship where I felt really crappy because I didn't hear from this person that I was in a long distance relationship with for like an entire day and feeling like so crappy and not understanding why. And then like hearing later, like, oh, it's because I was really upset, you know, because I, you know, X, Y, Z reason. And I'm like, okay, tell me that, you know, so that I'm not over here. Like what the hell happened? Did like he fall in a hole and like disappear like que paso you know so it's just like learning learning little things like that to like and I wasn't even like a a, a, like rude about it I was just like okay if that's your boundary if you're upset and you don't want to talk to me tell me because I know that especially in a situation where it is a long distance relationship I'm not just gonna fall off the face of the planet like I'm gonna let you know hey, I can't talk right now, like this happened and I will check in with you when I have more energy or something, you know, like I'm learning those, how to frame those sentences so that I show up in relationships, a better partner, you know, so that I work on that. I don't want to be codependent because I'm really independent. And that was also a problem in codependent relationships. But again, like Priscilla said, that'll be another episode and another series because <laughs> we have a lot to cover with boundaries and relationships. So I, I heard you say that like a couple of times you said, uh, like, yes, I am that bitch. And yes, I, I like, I don't mean to be rude, but you know, and so I think that like, if, if anybody takes anything away from this, I hope that they take away that we need to stop that. Like, that's where we need to start setting our boundaries. And that's, that was like the most boundary valuable lesson I learned from my partner when he said, um, because I was engaging in conversations with the randomest people, everyday people that I'd encounter in my everyday life in Mexico City, the Uber driver, the person that bags the groceries, everybody, because that's part of my culture. And it's so exhausting sometimes to be Mexican-American, Mexican specifically. It's just so exhausting. And when, when Brian said, you don't have to talk to that person if you don't want to, and you're not mean, you're not a bitch, you're not rude. You just don't feel like talking to them and that's okay. And so I think like, giving like maybe like giving yourself an opportunity to say like, Hey, it's okay. Like, it's okay. If 
you know, I, I cancel plans. It's okay if I can't make it to those, that thing that I said I was going to make it to. It's okay if my family member needs me and I can't make it to them right this second, you know? Um, and, and like giving yourself grace and stop saying it's sorry, I'm a bitch, but you know, or sorry, I know that I was rude, but because no, it's like, we're allowed to say no, we're allowed to not want things. Um, we're allowed to set that boundary. I love that. And then just like feeling the power of like saying no. Uh, one of our coworkers who answered to the thing, uh, she said, saying no is saying yes to yourself. Uh, and I really like that because I was like, yeah, you're right. Because um, I think I found it, um, you know, like sometimes like friends are like, let's hang out, let's do this. But I don't really feel like doing it or like going out or whatever. And sometimes I'll come up with like the stupidest of excuses. And then I'm like, why can't I just say no? There's um, a cat on your porch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> There's a kitty out here meowing. Can't leave the cat alone. <laughs> you know, but like, um, and I think part of it, it's always like, the guilt of like, oh, like, I don't want them to be upset at me or like, I don't want them to think I'm a flake and that I just keep saying no. But, you know, like sometimes I don't want to go out. I don't really feel like going out to grab a drink. I don't really feel like, you know, getting out of my PJs and doing stuff. Or sometimes too is the comfort level right now with like COVID, right? Like I don't really want to hang out with people that I know haven't really, really been in their bubble and they're in different bubbles. Um, so sometimes like it'll be that and and then sometimes I'm like, how do I say that without hurting their feelings? But then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I don't think their feelings are going to get hurt, right? Like most of the time, I think I'm overthinking the situation and my mind sort of like races and it's like creating all these scenarios where I think they're going to be upset at me. But I think like, I, I like what you said, is like really giving yourself some grace. And it's like, you know, like, like, no, thanks. Like, um, thanks for the invite. Like, I don't even have to apologize Cause I do notice that I apologize a lot for things that I'm not sorry for. <laughs> so I'm just like, what should I say? Sorry. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, so like really also being kind to myself in that aspect of like, I don't need to apologize for not really wanting to be there. And, and, you know, like if they're my friends, they're going to understand. I don't really need to give them like a full on explanation of why I can't be there. I could just say simply like, Oh, thanks for the invite. I don't really feel like going out today, but thank you for keeping me in mind. I really appreciate it. Um, so, and I'm also like being mindful of that with my friends when they say no, when I want to hang out and I'm like, oh, cool. No worries. Like we can catch up next time and maybe we'll, we'll reschedule. Like, I know I was going to hang out with a group of friends, like, like last week. And then at the last minute I was like, oh, like maybe I should just wait. And I like cancel and they were all great about it, you know, and, you know, I didn't even have to over explain and they're like, oh, it's okay. No worries. Like, we'll just do it next time. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so like also being okay with that. So I think it's a, it's a learning curve and it's a process. And I think that's uh, one of the things that kind of like really stays with me is like when you're setting those boundaries, like also realizing it's going to take practice, right. It's not going to come like, immediately when you say no and things are going to be great and great I said my boundaries like now I'm good so sometimes it's going to feel good sometimes it's not and it's just like a process right you just got to keep practicing and not giving up uh, 
So also realizing that. And then it's also like a healthy thing for you that it's okay for you to set those boundaries. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like you have to like kind of acknowledge what it, your needs are and why you feel like that boundary is important for yourself. Uh, so yeah, that's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking when you're saying it's a practice, especially when it's something that isn't natural to us. It's like, we're going to just have to keep doing that. So I'm just, I'm so glad you shared that story about the Mexico City. That's always like in my head is I'm just always like, well, I don't want to be a bitch, but I have to be okay with knowing I'm not being a bitch. I just, I can't, you know, and I, even with my mom, like I told her, I've talked to her about so many things, like obviously now that I'm spending all of my days with her. <laughs> and so I, I, I told her that, you know, we've talked about like, things from when I was younger and she's like well I thought you loved doing that and I'm like it was like one of the only things you would allow me to do so of course if I was going to get an escape from any you know like I you know I'm I'm a chismosa like callejera if I was going to be get to be in la calle you know that way then I was I was going to be okay with that and she just kind of looked at me and she was like whoa and I'm like I'm not saying you know that's to make you a horrible parent you didn't know you didn't know and I didn't know how to tell you. So it's it was a lot to think about. So before, so we like, yeah, we need a couple more episodes. This needs to be a series now, now that I think about it, because we talked a lot about like community boundaries uh, and family boundaries and relationship boundaries. And we like kind of just touched about relationship boundaries, right? But like, we totally messed up ladies because we, we didn't really focus on ourselves like the boundaries we have with ourselves. We have no and, boundaries. Right? <laughs> no like, rules. No rules. We're totally going to avoid the conversation about ourselves and just talk about everybody else uh, because we're not ready to go there. But like we're with I need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that actually in our little doc. I forgot to say that. That was the one thing I wrote because I've had a lot of time in my head recently obviously and I mean I there, like, yeah I, the notes are there right it's like we totally we're just like, over here like cheesemando because we're alone we're quarantining we're spending time with ourselves like this we're like oh yeah we're totally self-reflecting but we didn't do like we, you know the inner work so like maybe our homework is learning to create boundaries within ourselves like I, I think about like the unnecessary time I spend watching Netflix and how I don't know how to set a boundary with Netflix. Like maybe Netflix is a whole other person that I need to set boundaries with because I can't like start a series. Like I watched the Queen's Gambit recently. Okay. And it was like, I'm going to watch it one episode a week. Like they used to do in the nineties, you know, you get one episode a week and I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And I, and it was like four in the morning, yo toda like deshidratada y cansada, but it was like, I had to finish it. You're and twitching. That, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, hungry, like you want breakfast, but it's 4 a.m. and you shouldn't be awake. Um, or I think about exercise, like I preach about health and all this stuff, but like, I just can't get myself to do it all the time, you know, and that's that boundary that I'm not willing to like, Hey Priscilla, like you want to be healthy, you want to practice yoga, you want you want these things for yourself. Put your damn tennis shoes on and go running. Like just do it, you know. Um, so 
maybe just those two or, and food I think about food too like the bag of chips like why why do I have to finish the bag like un poquitos, you know, un puñito, and I put it in my hand and that's it but no I finished the bag start we start buying those little baby bags that's what I did <gasps> that's such a good idea I was like okay I'm just gonna buy four of these and I can only have one in a sitting like I'm not gonna do any because I was I felt just like you I have been that's one thing I have been doing is trying to set personal boundaries because I thought about what you said right now with Netflix my phone is my worst enemy and my best friend like can't live with it can't live without it and my classes are so hard this term and I have done like if I have my phone with me while I'm doing schoolwork I'm never gonna finish and so I started doing this thing where um most of the heavy like homework homework work that I do is over the weekend because I'm just like done after work like during the week that I'll do a little bit so that I'm not like swamped on the weekend but I my phone I have to put it at a nice physical distance so I picked a drawer downstairs away from my space and it stays there until I I I'm gonna try to do a timer but I do I go longer I'll go like an hour or two where I'm just like phoneless and I'm just reading and typing because if there's I I won't do it like I'm in I'm in those that type of class where a paper is due at the end of every week and it's like one of those papers you like absolutely have to read because then you're gonna sound crazy in your paper if you don't (laughs) so I I had to do that and my mom was laughing at me because you know you know how parents are me duele, ay, me duele la garganta, es que ese celular. Ay, me duele mi ojo, ese celular. Ay, la panza, ese celular. So she's laughing because, you know, she sees me, like, putting my phone at a, like, nice physical distance, and she loves it. She just loves that she's right. <laughs> I think you're right. I also need to work on that. Um, my sister makes fun of me because, you know, like, I think at the beginning of our episodes, uh, we talked about, like, a little bit we touched on boundaries and what are some of the things and I think I talked about like my social media intake and how I was trying to work on that and she loves it and like like you know like when I spend time with them um she's like because I wake up and like I'm like oh like I con un ojo cerrado you know abierto like looking at my feed you know because I wear glasses so at night I wear contacts and glasses so like at night I'll take my contacts out and then I have my glasses but they're like up high somewhere so I'm just like con un ojo cerrado y el otro del garabato como dicen <laughs> and she loves it because she's like oh it's so funny how you tell your listeners that you know you should set boundaries yet here you are I'm like yeah callate leave me alone you know and I'm like <laughs> And then like anytime, like she says to me, oh, it's so funny how you say you're not going to watch as much TV yet. Here you are. I'm like, you're here with me. Like, what the heck? <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's 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 a work in progress. Um, you know, like sometimes you're right. It's like I think it's for me is the sense of connection with people. Right. Like sometimes that's right now, like the only way I'm sort of communicating with the outside world. But yeah, like at, at the other t- like times, I'm like, I don't even really need to spend like like an hour, like looking through my feed, you know, cause like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be here for 15 minutes. And it's like an hour already, like an hour later. I'm like, oh shoot, how did it get to be like an hour? And then I'll put it away. And then like, I'll keep looking at it and keep looking at it as I'm doing other stuff. I'm like, okay, I need to really be better at that. So I need to practice what I preach. So 
is for you sister you're gonna be like oh my god i can't believe you told people that because you know sisters <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> oh my god i'm a sister um speaking of social media do y'all want to get into a little bit of the responses and like the observations that we were kind of yeah. talking about in the beginning yeah all right permission yeah. to pull out our phones <laughs> permission granted i had to like screenshot mine um i had i didn't have that many but for the ones that did thank you so much for participating i don't think they knew that they were going to be here but i'm not going to say who who told me um so the question that i posted on mine was what boundaries do you set for yourself at work family friends etc so i had five responses uh, one of them said, I don't know. I'm also just grappling with this idea by listening to my body. And I think that's super important because I think our body um, does a really good job about telling us when something is not okay. Um, and I think it's super important to be in tune with our body, kind of like really sort of like take care of ourselves and, and know when we are pushing that boundary too. Uh, somebody said, I only hang out with my family when I actually want to. I try not to work on Saturdays. Um, so, yes, definitely like setting some healthy boundaries with family. And like I said, those are really hard for me right now. <laughs> um, but um, also they were not working on Saturdays. Right. Sometimes like sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to look at my email because I forgot that I had this thing that I forgot to send on sun, on Saturday, like last Saturday, on Friday. And then I'll go and then like, I see an email, I'm like, oh, I should answer. I'm like, no, I shouldn't. So I'm trying to get better at that about like not even checking it after five on Friday. So um, somebody else said that everything, they're trying to set boundaries in every aspect of their life. So good job. You know who you are. And I think you listen. So good job. <laughs> um, Another person said, I've set boundaries with family. It's so hard for them to accept, but I feel better. So good for you. I know that that's something that's super, super hard to do. So good job. And then somebody else said, setting boundaries between family members or issues, drama, that energy is draining. So it sounds like we have a pattern here. Like definitely like people are working on setting boundaries with their families and, and that's a hard thing to do. So for everybody that, that answered, thank you so much. And y'all are awesome. We're thinking of you. We're thinking of you all that are like struggling with setting boundaries because I've, I've had that before where um, I'll post something about that. And at the, like, I get, you know, people that reply that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm rooting for you. I feel you. I understand you. I see you. I see you. We see each other as Nini Leakes said on Bravo TV. <laughs> um, I did have, I had a few more responses on my because I did I did ask the two questions too like do you struggle with setting boundaries um of any sort and I had from the time I didn't post it that long ago I feel like maybe an hour or two and I had somebody say or I had 23 yeses and six no's and I had a very interesting observation now the number is two but before there were uh it was the majority were men 
um, that said that they didn't have problems setting boundaries. But now, now two women joined. And I'd be curious. I did have a converse, a longer conversation with one of them. If you're listening, shout out to you. Like, thank you for sharing everything that you did with me. But this person did share that, um, you know, they grew up in a family where therapy was talked about. There are a couple therapists in the family, you know, so that's really great. I think when you're able to have those conversations at like a younger age, even if you don't come to like the therapy part of it till later in life. Um, I did share with this person that like, you know, when we we've struggled with like finding a therapist and, and I think that like, we talk about therapy all the time, but for, you know, a, a million things like, therapy isn't super accessible. It isn't super user-friendly. Um, it's hard to like find some or one that fits. And if you've listened to like our Cafe con las Comadres, um, like our little short, our first short on like therapy, we touched on that. Um, what was interesting is like the greater majority, we did have um, a couple, a couple men say that they did struggle with, um, with boundaries, it was uh, yeah, it was the two men that said that they struggle, but the, the the overwhelming majority were women. And I, before we we got on the call, I did talk to Yessi and Priscilla about that. You know, like just kind of touching on, do we think you know that that is a coincidence? And I I don't know. I, you guys can definitely chime in if you didn't, but I, I feel like it was almost a consensus of like, it's not super surprising. You know, you guys heard me talk about. Um, my brother being like king of boundary setting uh, and and like I'll share one of the responses that that one of the people said was telling work to fuck off and I was like hey yeah I hope so because this person I had a conversation of them working like over um, sometimes like 20 hours a day and I was like oh that's healthy so hopefully that won't be forever and you know you're taking care and getting rest where you can um, but we did, you know, some of the, I'll only share a few of the answers. I had two people tell me, you know, baby daddy, baby daddy boundaries. Like I can't even imagine, you know, what that would be like, but one of them was involving a sleep schedule. And that's a really important one too, because when we're older, we realize, you know, all those late nights, like you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you get a few hours of sleep, like now in your like late twenties and thirties and it's over for you. You feel like you had a 12 pack of cerveza the next day. <laughs> You're like, what did I do to myself and why? Um, a, a few of them were about working, you know, and, um, setting boundaries with like the workplace, uh, and not answering emails after a certain time, because, you know, you have your family and things like that. Um, I had these two kind of are like in relation with each other. One of one of the responses was saying, trying to implement boundaries when it comes to who has access to me. So a hard time cutting ties. Uh, it says, I feel like I've always let people back into my life, even after disrespecting me. And I'm just not doing that anymore, which is like, that's a big deal, especially because I, Yes, yes. You and I, this person who answered that, I remember sitting in our cars for hours talking about that. Like, but why do we do this? You know, and like trying to pick it apart. But when you're in your early 20s, you don't care because you want to be friends with everyone. <laughs> so we get it. I get it. We live and we learn. Um, one of them was, oh, this is a good one. Since we had a lot of like family, you know, related uh, conversation or like a lot of conversation on boundaries in relation to families. This one was commenting on family issues or drama that's not part of my immediate family. And yeah, same, <laughs> you know, because it's like, when, especially when you're in a big family, like something's always happening, you know, so 
I'm going to just try to listen and be like, mm-hmm, yeah, totally, I hear you. <laughs> um, this other one was saying, voicing when something upsets me, letting people know what I want. And, and rather rather than like keeping it in, letting people know what you want instead. And I think a lot of us are learning that too. Um, in every aspect, like Priscilla said, we're going to have to have a work, a work episode uh, a relationship spinoff, a personal one, because they're just, these are just like a few of those, you know, but I did, I did was, I, or I would, I was fascinated with that, like trend of like it mostly being, you know, men and women. And I, and I do remember having that conversation a lot with men, like you're, you're allowed to, especially in like our culture, right? Like a man, like you can say what you want when you want it. You can say what you think you can, if something isn't working for you, like, you don't have as much of the, like, you don't face a ton of the repercussions. And I don't want to speak for everyone. I'm sure that there are families that had a different dynamic, but I just thought that that was really interesting because none of the guys that said no in my thing, I was like shocked about, you know, just based off of how I know them and like how we've talked, but that was, that was interesting. Thank you all for, for doing that. Like I, I, we really appreciate it because no one emails us. Like we <laughs> plug the email every episode and it's in the description. And I, I just really want to answer some, some listener emails, you know, like just flood us. Um, and we'll share that in the description of this week too. Oh, we should get a P.O. People box. Start sending you snail mail and some spam mail. Rewards of sorts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Um, Priscilla, do you have anything that anybody share with you? Oh, yeah. Or anything so, you want to share? Yeah, there was a funny one. Uh, I said on my post, I put like, when I say boundaries, you say dot, dot, dot. And then the person said, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's like what I was trying to say right that we these are the this is the conversation that people avoid that I avoid having in all like Mm -hmm. circles of my life and it's because Mm -hmm. it's very hard conversation and I feel like it's like this like big box that comes down to like a tiny little box and you just open and open and open and Mm -hmm. it never ends um but that's why you ladies are doing this right you're you're coming mm-hmm. together and and you're having those hard conversations and and sharing yourselves and and your vulnerability and and like giving people the opportunity to listen to that vulnerability and then also have that like reflective opportunity like oh damn like they said it they called it out now I'm thinking about it I at least I think that like when I listen to the, this podcast I'm laughing crying missing you both and like but also like damn they said it like now (laughs) I have to think about it or now I have to journal about it or now I need to call a therapist (laughs) (laughs) your therapist's like what are you listening to (laughs) yeah exactly that's my mom that's my mom yeah and my mom listens too so shout out hi mom hola lo siento Please. <laughs> and I'm like, hola. Yeah. I, I told my mom to like hold off for a little bit. I, I told her I wasn't ready for her to listen yet. And that was a good, that's my new boundary mm-hmm. with her. And she said, okay, just let me know whenever you're ready. And I just told her that it's like, 
And it's that thing, right? You're, my mom, I feel like my mom is my voice in my head a lot of the time. So I told her, I was like, just give me, give me a minute, girl. You, you'll be able to listen later. <laughs> You're like, mucho, 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 mucho más después. <laughs> Wait until I move out, girl. <laughs> oh, there you, go. you can listen all you want. You, you can want. listen to my voice. The chancla can't reach me where you're, wherever <laughs> I'm at at that point. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Um, well, I'll, I want to share like a quote that I, and I share this in my own social media, but there was a quote that I, um, saw, uh, that somebody had posted and I kind of was like, oh, kind of like my aha moment. It said, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously, simultaneously. And I was like, oh, what a concept, right? I mean, it's such an easy concept, but sometimes like one that we sort of like tend to overlook and like knowing that those two can cohabitate in the same space, that you can set your boundaries to like really um, take care of yourself and your needs, but also like showing like uh, that you also do care for somebody. And um, I don't know, I just like, that really stood for me, like stood out for me because I was like, I want that. I want that in my next relationship where I can like have those both, have my cake and eat it too. Why not? <laughs> so that really stuck with me. Um, so yeah, I think we're definitely going to have to have a follow-up episode, many episodes of this series. So stay tuned. Um, but before we go, uh, I figure that maybe we could share some of our favorite things. It could be a thing or things, depending on how many you have. Um, so I don't know who wants to go first. I know I kind of caught you guys off guard. Um, so I don't know if anybody has their thing or things. I hadn't even really thought about it. I feel like in, in these last kind of weeks, I have been totally in like hermit in my room trying to figure out my life mode. By my life, I just mean school. It's, it's nothing else that's like stressing me out. It's really just school. But um, actually, I am going to share something now that that reminded me of it. So my friend the other day, she shared with me a playlist on Spotify. She said she saw it in an Instagram ad. Like, that's another thing we'll talk about, man. We're all getting got by the ads. Um, but it was a, it's a playlist <laughs> on Spotify. It's called Lo-Fi Fruits. And it's like, she said, I, I put it in the, she put it in the group chat because the, the way that it was advertised to her, it was like the chill version of a bad bunny song. And she's like, I wanted to hear it. <laughs> so it's lo-fi fruits. And I've actually, that's, what's been playing in the background of like my work day. And when I study, like I'll, when I take my little break, I'll like go and do something else, maybe watch a little bit of Bravo. Cause you, you know, I, I love those shows, but, and then come back and, and I turn on my lo-fi fruits again. And I, I feel, I feel productive because it feels it's enjoyable but it's not anything that's like the other day I think I tried playing like a cumbia mix while I was um writing terrible idea don't do that you will you will your hips they'll just be like girl what homework (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's that's my one thing that's been getting me through these last this last week um I I spent uh, quite some time in Lake Tahoe recently um, where they had a, a ton of snow, like so much snow, so beautiful. Um, so I don't have a, a thing or an object. Um, it's more of a, an experience that I'm, I'm kind of like really hooked on and, and I'm chasing. And it's this idea of um, 
being afraid of something, like being so afraid of something um, that you avoid it or that you don't do it or you tell yourself like, that's too scary. Like that shit's scary. I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to think about it. Um, and it started when uh, the first couple of days in Tahoe, um, my partner asked me to go snowshoeing. Um, but we would snow, we were going to snowshoe and then with a snowboard in a backpack. So we we're going to snowshoe up a mountain and then we were going to put the snowboard on my feet and put the snowshoes in the backpack and, and ride down. And I mean, obviously like the first thought is I'm so scared. Like I'm so scared. I can't even think about how to do that because I'm so scared. And then like recognizing like, wow, like the, the fear had limited me so much that I, I like stopped even maybe thinking about the experience. Like, no, I can't do it. Right. Um, and so we did it and it was scary, like very, 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 very scary. And uh, so scary because we would snowboard and, and I'm not like a good snowboarder at all. We'd snowboard. And when you fall, you fall like three feet into the snow because the snow was so deep. And so that was scary. Right. And then uh, maybe like a couple of days later, he was like, Hey, do you want to do this again? And in my mind, I was like, no, like that is, that was really scary. But I was like, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yes, we got to do it. Let's do it again. Let's go snowshoeing and snowboarding. And then a third day he was like, so uh, do you want to go again? And, and by day three, like I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I'm so scared. But then you come out of the, those experiences and you're like, I was so scared that I almost didn't do it. I almost didn't see those peaks or I didn't almost didn't see the lake from that perspective, right? Almost didn't put myself through those experiences and I'm fine. Like I'm sore, but I'm fine. And so I think I'm going to chase fear for a little bit. I'm going to try to, you know, get out into some waves on the surfboard and I'm going to ride my bike more. I'm thinking of roller skating, skateboarding, like everything that I'm so afraid of and other things too, and, and not allow for fear to limit me. So I'm done watching the Queen's Gambit and Casa de las Flores and all the series. So I ran out of series. So it's time for something else. There you go. I love it. I love it for you. I remind you, I need to send you, yes, I'm going to send you an article. When you said roller skating, I'm going to send you something. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I figure out the Netflix series. Um, I know you don't want to watch Netflix anymore, Priscilla, (laughs) but I would say definitely I like the series. Um, If you think of the ACES score, this is completely like, things that happen in this person's life and like she has all the aces scores majority of the aces scores or probably actually all of them um anyway it's called firefly lane um and it has katherine heigel heigel i don't know how to pronounce her last name sorry um she used to be heigel heigel i think it is heigel um she was a great me before kathy Kathy, like kathy um i don't think she had been in like a lot of movies lately but she came out in this series um i would highly recommend it it just follows the story of two best friends from like i think it was like middle school all the way till they're like 
probably 50 or 60. Um, but it kind of like just narrates like the struggles that they've had growing up, like in two different families, like a family was like, quote unquote, like the perfect family, like white picket fence kind of thing versus like a family that's really, really struggling uh, with addiction, with like healthy relationships, just like a lot of things sort of that we talked about. Um, so it's definitely a really good series. Um, the ending I'm just still kind of like what the hell happened like (laughs) like is there gonna be more um I hope that there there is because I feel like they they left a lot of things sort of unanswered and I hate when they do that because I'm just like okay so I had to wait two years I'm sure for this to come out again uh but it's a good one I recommend it um the other thing is uh the paletero remix um and then it comes out sort of like in a in a podcast sort of thing but it's not a podcast it's just like uh DJs from California or actually not just California they're from all over the place but the main DJ is from California so he pretty much lend space to like DJs from across the nation to just like share their mixes. So it's like, there's like two mixes per episode. Um, and it's just like all kinds of music, um, anywhere from cumbia to reggaeton to like bad money. Like, I mean, it just has a lot of cool things. So it's called the paletero remix or paletero mix. Um, and then just because I'm trying to get more into reading, but you guys know that I really, and I've said this before, I suck at reading, but I've done really good with audiobooks. Um, so I uh, just recently started listening to Rest in Power and is written by like La Mama de Trayvon Martin. And it's kind of like narrating her story about like everything that sort of led to uh, the killing of Trayvon Martin and then like what came after, um, sort of like what was portrayed in social media, kind of like what really uh, led her into entering like a movement, um, you know, like to try to bring more awareness about things that happened and um, becoming involved in BLM and all that stuff. Uh, So it's so far, it's really a good book, uh, really, really great. Um, and sad also at the same time, right? Because you you hear like all these things that sort of like took place and happened like right after um, he got killed. So, uh, so yeah, those are my three things that I really have been getting into. So yeah, that's all. That's all I have. So yay. <laughs> that was that was a good one. I'm just like thinking now. I'm like, and audiobooks, I feel like people hate on them so much, but that's a good way to get like a good book in like when you don't have the time because mm-hmm. you should see my stack of to read Ugh, same large mine are just for decoration at this point because it's just like some of mine are like halfway <laughs> like halfway done and I'm like and I read a little bit from each of them but it, it's hard especially when there's so much reading for school mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I can't imagine yeah. Next time I'll bring my other book that I sort of started. It was one of my Christmas gifts from like this gift exchange that we would do at work. And um, it's called After the Rain. I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Um, But it has a lot of little golden nuggets of just like knowledge. Um, And it's like very empowering. Um, It's -hmm. like this person that went through like, uh, like a journey to really find herself and talks about boundaries and all that stuff so I will maybe bring an excerpt from it next time if we can read it and go from there one of our episodes from boundaries is going to be called finding yourself because yeah let me tell you yeah 
all sunlight. <laughs> how are you? How are you, ladies, feeling after good. that conversation? Good. 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 Okay. Good. It's like I need to set good. boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. Like, I'm gonna go to bed now. I'm just kidding. Like I'm gonna be. Like I'm gonna be that bitch, but like in a good. Way. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, on that note, thank you so much for uh, sticking with us again. Um, and stay tuned for our series that's yet to come. And um, Priscilla will probably be joining us for some of us, depending yeah. on where her limits lay at that time. But <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. And we hope you have a great rest of your week or weekend, because at this point, mm-hmm. you probably will hear it on that Friday. So have a good weekend. And until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.